What's poppin', everybody? It's episode 260 of the Binge Boys podcast. Wow. 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 Uh, 260. Guys, I'm your host, Logan, and with me on the screen in front of me is Matthew. What's up? And Tanner. And Tanner. I was was getting to you. I was trying to think of a good response to Matt's what's up, but I just got cucked. It's just all poppin'. That's what's up. (laughs) There's we we just do things by the seam of our pants here. Yep. It's like it's we don't even have a rundown. We do. We do. It's a good. We do. One. We we do Wait. some prep. Is that the saying? Seam of your pants. Flying by the seam of your pants. I think. I thought it was seat like your butt. I? Oh wow! I, I could be very wrong. Sense. We're about to Google it. Yep. Yeah, that would make more sense though. Seam of your pants. I, I don't I, know. I could see seat as well. It's one of those things that it like makes sense both ways. Um, you Google Flying. fly by the seam of your pants and you just get all of the results for seat. So I think, I think, uh, yeah, it is seat. I think mm-hmm. I didn't mean to call you out or anything. It just no, sounded, I'm, I'm, just I'm, I was wrong. I'm really glad that you pointed it out. Dude, some on air um, learning. You love because to see hey, it. we, we do that's, that's, Hey, that's personal growth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we love personal growth at the end of the year. No less. It's not even a new year's resolution. <sighs> wow. Hey, that'd be a great resolution to teach Logan <laughs> something new every week. <laughs> I like that. I like Fun that. Um, guys, this is uh, what we're doing today. Before I get into the programming notes, this is what today's going to go like. We've got some headlines. However, the headlines this week, there's only a couple, um, and they are kind of tie into spoiler talk to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to skip the headlines uh, we're going to go straight into my thoughts on Nightmare Alley because I did. I was able to catch that. Um, however, after Nightmare Alley, it just turns into a Marvel episode. And those are the two headlines were Marvel related. So we're going to just uh, we're going to skip those headlines and we're going to go straight into Nightmare Alley. Then we're going to talk about Hawkeye. Then we got a new segment that we hinted at last week that I'm really excited about that Matt prepared um that that could turn that we kind of took a fan favorite from a podcast that we love mm-hmm. and put a spin on it and i'm really excited for us to do it i know matt's pretty excited too oh yeah. uh, and then we're going to talk about spider-man no way home the thing you you're really here for uh but hopefully you enjoy the other things but either way uh this is the binge boys every uh every week we put out two episodes every thursday we have a bonus episode of the show it's entitled the run through and on those episodes, myself and others, it could be one co-host, it could be a group of people, we just dive into a different movie or TV series, we break it down piece by piece, and give it an in-depth review. Most of the movies on the run-through are throwbacks that you know were movies that were released when the Binge Boys didn't exist and we didn't get to talk about it. So it kind of gives us a chance to revisit older movies. Last week, we ran through, in celebration of Spider-Man, we ran through the Amazing Spider-Man duology. This week, we're running through the original uh, uh, Matrix film from 99. So uh, to celebrate, uh, you know, the the release of the Matrix 4. Yep. So all good things are. And then next week, Tanner and I close out the year talking about Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Um, so so a very good year for the run through. This was 
2020 was the first year for the run through. Did you know that? It's no. Still- 2020, the run through started in 2021. Oh, I'm sorry. First um, full year. I think. Well, this was the first full year. I think yeah. we started it in 20. Maybe it was late 2020. I think that was the case because I know we did. I know we chopped up about Black Panther in February. That's true. You yeah. know what? You're right. We did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Completely wrong there. Um, but yeah, hey, we we're having a lot of fun doing the run through. They're they're a ton of fun. We got great guests doing it with us in 2022. Um, so just stay tuned for that. But uh, every Tuesday, which is when you're listening to this now. Matt and Tanner and I break down the hottest of what's going on today in movies. We're, we're, what we're doing right now. What the, is the hot stuff right now? So Great first question. things first, go to Instagram and Twitter and follow us. If you want our updates, if you want our reviews, our top five lists sooner or later here, we're going to do some of my personal favorite episodes of the year and lists of the year is ranking our favorite content from the year, movies and TV series and seasons and it's just some of my favorite episodes. It's great content too. It's a lot of fun to reflect on the year. Um, So if you want those lists, follow on the socials. Uh, If you forget to subscribe, which you shouldn't, because I'm about to tell you right now, go subscribe on whatever platform you listen. But either way you can see it's, it's essentially the companion, you know, most games, you know, when they came out on the Nintendo switch on the switch launched, it's like, Hey, your TV is the main game, but you can look down at the screen on the on the pad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and that's maybe your map, maybe your HUD. It's the companion to the binge boys as the social media. So go follow us on there for for insight. Trailers get posted there. Posters get posted there. It's it's a fun way to see what's hot. Real what's posters on. only, minus the Thor four one. <laughs> Yeah, I could probably go down, I could delete that. <laughs> no, no, <keep laughs> or change it. the caption at least to, to say first unofficial poster for yeah, Thor yeah. 4. We, we um, all were uh, into it until we realized it was fake. And I was like, oh no, this is trash. Hey, that was last week's on air <laughs> yeah. learning moment. Yeah, there we go. We started the tradition <laughs> two weeks ago and didn't even know it. Let's go. Um, so, guys, that's the that those are programming notes. Just share with a friend. 2022 is going to be the year for the binge boys. We've worked very hard to get it to where it is today. Matt, Tanner, myself, Pearson and Zach, Mitch, everybody who's been a part of the show, Emily and Megan, everything has come together for this. 2022 is the year, man. Mm -hmm. I know it. So let's talk about content, man. Um, I was able to escape the craziness of the holidays creeping up on us. And I was able to go check out Nightmare Alley over the weekend. Um, Nightmare Alley, for those of you who don't know, clocks in around two hours and 22 minutes. It's a bit long. It's a rated R flick directed by Guillermo del Toro. It was written by him as well. The film stars Bradley Cooper, Tony Collette, Richard Jenkins, Ron Perlman, uh, Willem Dafoe, Kate Blanchett, oh. uh, and, and many, many others. Um Synopsis reads as an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. Um, listen, so right off the bat, I gave this movie an A minus. Wow. Uh, it, we've we said this last week. We've seen so many good movies in the past two months that 
I want to keep saying like, this might be in my top 10. This might be in my top 10. I don't know at this point. And A might not do it anymore or an A minus. It, it, it might not. And, and some of those movies that I gave B's to, I might need to go back and reevaluate because, <laughs> because there's a lot. I was looking at the list of movies, guys. It's going to be certified tough to make a top 10 list this year. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen a lot of good shit. Like even in the first half of the year, like I forgot about like Luca and uh, some of the greater mm. like animated, like Ryan, the last dragon I caught. Mm. Um, Luca was amazing. Um, Disney movies, dramas, Netflix, HBO. You know, we got a lot of good movies earlier this year. Yeah. Um, and this one is no exception, man. So Nightmare on Alley, it's only in theaters. It's a crime thriller drama. So essentially as the screenplay or as the uh, description says, uh, Bradley Cooper plays a, T Tanner's just munching on powdered donuts right now. Housing them. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude's put down a baker's dozen. We've only been recorded for nine minutes. I have eight an entire bag already. <laughs> oh my god, that's not great. Dude. Um so, yeah. so this is the second best performance I've seen from Willem Dafoe this year. I'll put it that way. But um Willem Dafoe's in this movie, he plays a character. Listen, this is a this is a fucked up movie. Yeah. This um and you could guess that being directed by Del Toro. Yeah. Um he, he, this kind of puts a I don't want to say a realistic but kind of like a dark take on like carny life, like the corruption that is involved in carnival games and you know, step right up and have your your future told to you or whatever. And it's all based on scam and it's it, it none of it's real. Right. Um and, and this movie really shows that. Uh Bradley Cooper, I think I, I think I told Tanner this the other day, and this might be a bold statement. I heard this in Chris Stuckman's review. If if Chris if any of y'all who know who Chris Stuckman is, really good YouTube movie reviewer. I think this is the best acting Bradley Cooper's ever done. Wow. Um, and yeah. that's saying a lot because the star is born is very good american um, hustle that's a great role for him yeah this 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 is fantastic man chris kyle uh yeah chris kyle his role as him is is fantastic uh rocket also a good role uh, for him you're about the hangover yeah we're we're, <laughs> we're, we're we're treading into the wrong territory now yeah um but dude the acting in this movie was incredible. That's the standout thing about the movie. Mm -hmm. Willem Dafoe does great. He does the Willem Dafoe thing. Willem Dafoe plays this character that, you know, he he runs the, is he a man? Is he a beast? Find out. Oh, uh, really? Kind of thing. Show, kind of. In his, yeah, and his strategy here is to pull up on the side of the road down an alleyway in the city drug and kidnap a homeless person starve them and then so put them into this. a ring and have him tear a live chicken apart for viewership it's it's very messed up and very uncomfortable is it like it's like a period piece is it set like in modern day or kind of it's nondescript it's, it's, the past uh it's set in post uh post depression okay or, or current depression, they do make the the movie spans over about five years, um, and it it starts in one place and at the end, I think Kate Blanchett's character says, "Did you hear we're in war?" And it she slams a newspaper down. It shows like World War II is going down. Um, so it 
So, so it definitely takes place back back in the day, but but man, it's it's real fucked up, and mm-hmm. it, but it's just very well done. I feel like there's two different movies here, though. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so let me break it down for you. First half of the movie is Bradley Cooper finding this carnival, getting the people to trust him, uh, getting his position as this manipulator, psychic kind of character. Um, and then the second half of the movie is like a romantic drama because he gets to this. I'm, I'm going spoilers if, sure. if you guys don't care. Go uh, for it. But he he falls in love with this other Carney, and she puts on this act where she sits in a fake electric chair and gets you know all this electricity run through her body. How does she survive? Um, he tells her that they could conquer the world and perform all over the world and make all the money and sell out shows. And, and that's the second half of the movie is kind of the decline of their relationship and the decline of Bradley Cooper's character. Cause listen, he, he starts this movie as this pure guy that's just looking to make a buck. Like he got laid off during the depression. He's, he's just trying to make money to have a stable living and, and you, and you really empathize with him However, towards the end of the movie, he turns into the villain of the movie. He's he's that classic Harvey Dent quote, the yeah. you either die young enough, you know, die to see hero. yourself not yeah. become. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they he gets taught this lesson from his mentor in the movie. And he says, don't become the thing that uh, or you can't start to believe that what you scam people on that you can actually do like he starts uh, to think that towards the end of the movie that he's actually psychic and he can see people's past and future and, and, and present. And, and it, and it just, it, it ends and it ends in his downfall. Um, mm-hmm. And the movie was very good. It was a touch too long. I think yeah. there was, there were a couple moments where I looked at my watch and thought, man, I still got an hour left. Um, complete opposite from the other movie we'll talk about, which it felt like two and a half hours blew by in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh. this, uh, and that's why it got the A minus. Honestly, everything was great about the movie. Every actor did their, their damn best, but also Ron Perlman, oddly very good in this. He Was he uh, done up in prosthetics? I feel like he's always does really well when he's got that. Maybe I'm just... <laughs> Maybe he wasn't in the Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. He he played the uh, you know world's strongest man type type thing. Ah, so very sense. Ron Perlman esque yeah. role there. Could smoke cigars and oh, whatever. <laughs> cigar was in his mouth in every scene. There we go. Um, looks like he could play the live action like Donkey Kong if they ever made one. <laughs> he, um, he just has to fight Seth Rogen for it. <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, very good, man. Uh, I, if if you, I, I have a horrible feeling that the movie is going to make no money opening yeah. up against a Marvel movie and the marketing wasn't very strong for this. So I have a horrible feeling uh, as we transition to the next segment, I'm going to pull up like the box office. Yeah, I just got one question. Did you get any kind of like awards vibes from it? Because I know at least Shape of Water, that got some... <laughs> awards buzz that's that's a really good question i'm really glad you mentioned that because i wanted to say that yeah um 
I don't know if it's going to get a Best Picture nomination, but I could definitely see Bradley Cooper being nominated for Best Actor. Oh, okay. Um, he he, I think he did his absolute best, and Bradley Cooper's a damn good actor, probably one of the best living ones right now. Sure, but he 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 did something new this time around, and I was impressed very much. So it does sound like it from what you were saying. It has shades of his. Uh character arc from a star is born but just because that's you know that's kind of a very common from a certain level a very common arc for a movie um like these two so i'm not critiquing that i just noticed that that's, that was a similarity no not at all yeah this this uh it did uh it, it did it. i mean kate blanchett too she did fantastic in the role um i don't know if she's going to get best supporting actress because kate blanchett or I'm sorry, best best actress, but it's not like she did anything wrong. I just don't think she did anything like stand out. She just did the Kate Blanchett thing. She showed up. She looked very serious. Yeah. Uh, and she and she left. Uh, so I don't I don't know. Um, we'll we'll just have to we'll see when award season comes along. I can see this getting attention mainly because most of the award season movies are movies that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. And I feel like this is a movie that. I mean, over the weekend, I told my parents, your parents, Tanner, and grandma and grandpa, because they, they're big moviegoers, too. And I said, Nightmare Alley. And everyone was like, what? What movie is that? Um, because the marketing was either very little or, I mean, it, unfortunately, it opened up against Spider-Man. But, hey, Del Toro uh, knew what he was doing. I will say, before we move on, that Del Toro, before the movie started, it was a clip of him in a chair looking at the camera basically like thanking people to, that are going to the movies that hmm. hollywood i mean say what you want about how much they're paid and whatnot but he said that you know we we took a huge loss this last year we've never seen anything like it and we we're really appreciative that people like you are going to the movies and i thought that was really cool sure yeah. um cool. so uh yeah nightmare alley man theaters uh, i give it an a minus i think it's one of the better movies of the year it's going to be tough um, I, I I think it'll probably land around like eight or seven slot of the year. I I, I think it's a pretty damn good movie. I would I would compare the vibe. Uh, no, I don't know if either of you saw this, and I don't even remember the damn title. Uh, oh, Bad Times at the El Royale. That's a great movie. Okay, it gives off major vibes of that. Tanner, just very like eerie drama. Uh, great cast. Just just something different. It's just something different. Um, would definitely recommend you looking into that one, Matt. That's that's sure. a good one. It's it's. I don't think it did a, a great performance with like critics, but like very entertaining movie. Entertaining great movie. cast. Cool. Um. So yeah, that's that's Nightmare Alley, and um, I guess we can. You know, we'll we'll talk Hawkeye and Spider Man No Way Home back to back, Matt. If you wanna, if you wanna, you, let's let's get this new seggy going. All right. Yeah. I'll uh I'll walk it in. So, okay. as uh, as we talk about a lot in this show, a lot of Marvel stuff, there's some stuff that's, you know, we're still sort of in the MCU, we're still dealing with, like, the, a lot of the mainstream, a lot of the household names, um, but comics have been around for a long time, and they would put out issues just constantly for a clip there, and you can only do so many with, like, certain characters, so there are just some very ridiculous um comic book characters out there but since we 
talk mostly Marvel. We decided to start with Marvel characters. So how it's going to go is I there is a list of Marvel characters and a one sentence descriptor of them. And it is up to my co-host, Logan and Tanner, to decide whether what I told them is a real Marvel character that has, you know, exists in the comics or whatever, or if it is me attempting to fool them with something oh, so ridiculous, it has to be real. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited okay. for this. <laughs> okay, so I'll read it and give the one sentence descriptor and then... Please don't ask me any questions about it because that'll give it away when I like stutter or answer definitively. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the first one, man spider, a villain who has the head of a man and the body of a spider. Mm-mm. You think it's fake? Yeah. Fake. Can't fool me, Matt. Okay, I? I'm not asking you a question about the character. I'm just kind of like how you structured this. Did you structure it in a way that like could Man Spider be real, but you're just switching the details? Like instead of the face of a human and the body of a spider, could Man Spider be real, but it's the head of a spider but body of a man? You know what I mean? I did not do that intentionally. Okay. Comics are deep, so I very well could have accidentally done that. Okay, um, I'm going to guess just because Tanner said fake, I'm going to go real. That is a fake Marvel character. I'll give Tanner a point there. Okay, cool. All right, so next we have Confetti, an X-Men who can create balloons, small explosions, and confetti out of nowhere. That's real. I'm going to go fake only because that sounds suspiciously like Polka Dot Man from Suicide Squad. And I feel like you could have taken some uh, inspiration there. Confetti is a fake Marvel character. So we are tied one to one. This is fun. I love this. We have, rolling right along, we have Hell Cow. (laughs) A cow who was bitten by Dracula. That's real. It's so fake that I that it's got to be real. Hell Cow is a real Marvel <laughs> character. And That's if you awesome. can imagine, uh, a lot of his interactions were with Deadpool. So, Oh, nice. <laughs> Looking at a picture of Hell Cow right now, and he yeah, looks just like you think he does. It is just literally a cow that walks upright with a cape on. Literally <laughs> looks like a Doctor Strange cape on a bull. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, it's so stupid. This is awesome. All right. Okay. I can't give up with that. <laughs> Next, we've got Scrooge, a villain who plotted to kill the most powerful mutant on Earth, Santa Claus. That's real, too. I only want to... This could be real. Are you saying real? Oh. Yeah, I'm going to go real. Scrooge is a fake <laughs> Marvel character. But it is true that uh, Santa Claus is the most powerful mutant on Earth in the Marvel canon. What? So I guess that's some. I guess I might have lied to you with your clarifying question there, Logan. No, it's okay. <laughs> but Scrooge yeah. Scrooge is still tied. Um, 
Hellcow yes. is in Marvel Super Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, Tanner. Oh, really? I'm looking at him right now. I have it. <laughs> I want to play it now. I want to play as Hellcow. Um, next, we have Dr. Bong. Dr. Bong. That's what I thought um, you said. A geneticist who can transform animals. Dr. Bong, B O N G? Yes. So he doesn't smoke weed? Maybe. He's an idiot. If his name's Dr. Bong, he's got to be. Would you say? I said if he's not. Real or fake, though? He has to, huh? Real or Um, fake, though? I'm going. I'm going fake. Dr. Bong is a real Marvel character. You can't he in Lego Marvel superheroes too. <laughs> no, that has the word bong in it. Yeah, exactly. Think, yeah, they're yeah. not putting him in a uh, yeah kids game. Um, no. Next, we have Triathlon, who is a Real. disgraced track star given occult powers of strength, speed, and stamina. Real. What was his name? One more time. Triathlon. As in the Olympic event consisting of three uh, three legs. I'm going real. Triathlon is a real Marvel character. I'm looking at a picture of Dr. Bong right now. <laughs> and honestly, he's kind of tight. He's kind of cool. That's why he's I kind of like, cool. Like, he looks like Thanos meets like it's, it's definitely a stone. He literally looks like he has a bell on his yeah. head. Yeah, hey, sort of Mysterio vibes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. All right. Next, we have Maytag, a hero who controls water, but only inside of washing machines. He was an Avenger in a sponsored issue. That's a fake. This is so oddly specific that it's got to be fake. It's <laughs> fake. Yeah. I like. Yes. I just was like doing laundry. I was like, I could do I something like with this. And I had to like, oh, I just added in too many elements. I knew, it. I knew it. I wouldn't be good at this. I would be like ring light, a hero <laughs> who casts light upon people in need or some yeah. shit like that. All right. This next one, I'm going to say and then spell it out. Okay. I scream E-Y-E hyphen S-C-R-E-A-M. An X-Men who can transform into any ice cream flavor. The comics are so crazy that this has to be real. It is. Ice cream is a real Marvel character, which is just absurd. It is just absurd. You got to think that guy got snapped. He's not stopping Thanos. I know that much. Nah, man. I w- in fact, I want to see all of these characters that you name go up against Thanos. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, someone else on that team is Silverclaw, the daughter of a volcano god adopted by an Avengers adjacent character. It's real. One more time. Silverclaw, who is the daughter of a volcano god adept adopted by an avengers adjacent character tanner what'd you say he said real i'm going i'm going real too silver claw is a real character it was adopted by jarvis 
who when he was a butler, not an AI, which is just it's just weird. <laughs> it's just weird. I uh, I just don't know why you need the uh, daughter of a volcano god. I don't know. Maybe you didn't get a choice in the matter, but. <laughs> All right, and then we got the last one here. Logan, you can hope to tie if you fade Tanner correctly. Okay. We have Graham Bell, a villain created by a scorned phone company employee. (laughs) That's fake. That's really good if it's fake. Um, I'm going to do... Oh, God. I'm going real. Graham Bell is a fake Marvel character. Tanner with the definitive victory, seven to five. That's still pretty good. I think I had like nine or ten, so 70 and 50% way to sniff out my bullshit or uh, guess correctly on the absurdity of Marvel comics is is pretty good. I got a C minus. Yeah. (laughs) That's really good. I really like that. We We should do that every once in a while and maybe switch it around like... Like maybe I could come through with like real or fake DC characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tanner could come through with like like I think you said it last week, Matt. Another good idea is like real or fake storylines. Yeah, yeah. That are just like so wild that it makes us have to guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I like it. I like that. I, I there's also definitely a whole segment in just like sponsored villains. Or uh, sponsored characters. Like, you know those, like, little candy pretzel things, combos? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There was Combo Man, who was <laughs> yeah, literally, like, nine different heroes. Like, it was, like, the shins of Wolverine, like, the belt of, like, just, it was crazy. Wolverine? I hate all of this. <laughs> <laughs> who is Wolverine? I said, I thought you said shins of Wolverine. I know who yeah. Right, yeah, because it's like different like cross sections going oh, up are like the different like characters. <laughs> so it's like Spider-Man's cool. like, you know, forehead to below his nose. I don't know if it's I'd be too much for me. Episode. I'd be like binge a cup. Binge, binge boys a cup, cup, that's you. Binge boys cups, get it? Yeah. Get it. I uh get it. I'm gonna have to send we're gonna have to put combo man in the uh in the image for this episode oh yeah oh yeah you guys like my socks by the way sam i can't wear the same socks from yesterday tanner i have different pair oh okay they're the same socks (laughs) (laughs) you got out of it why did you walk it back yeah you couldn't have uh because i'm a truther (laughs) rick okay this is good oh my god this is great (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's got like silver surfer feet. He's got Captain America like lower chest. He's got the yeah. human torch like knees. This he's is Magneto shoulders. <laughs> That's good. I love, love the that. Hulk Cyclops Iron Man head. He's got. <laughs> you got to think that's complicated. Like, does that Hulk portion of his head Hulk out every once in a while? That's, like, part of the issue with the character. It's like, I mean, the Punisher is great, but, like, that's just the dude. Do you really want that over your heart? It's like, no, give me the Iron Man over the heart. Yep, yep, (laughs) yep. Anyway. All right. Um, Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. Episode 5. 
forgot oh, that happened. So did I. Honestly. I Honestly, because we, we did this. Yeah. We, we did this. Uh, we said this for Loki. We said, I'm pretty sure we've said it with all the shows so far. I think we all probably watch them either the day they come out or the day after. The and day. a week goes by, and then it's like, oh my God, I almost forgot. This but was a big episode, though. It was big. Certified the king episode. <laughs> all leading up to the end, though. Mm-hmm. I still think it's just. You still think it's whatever? Yeah. Yeah, you were telling me on the way to, to Spider Man that you're just meh on the show right now. I mean, I like it. Like, it's, I'm entertained when I watch it. So I guess that's what else am I going to say? It's just, I'm not like, I can't wait to watch it. You know what I mean? But now I am. But yeah. see, I've been the, I've been this way since the beginning, man. I've loved this show from the, from the get go. Really? I think this was definitely the, the episode that like took it from like a strong like to a, like a low love of this show. Like, it's definitely more closer to an A. The scene between Yolana and um, Katie, I thought that was really strong. That really yeah. sold. That got rid of a lot of not like my issues, but like gave like okay, Haley Seinfeld can do this. She crushed it. Oh yeah. Um. So episode five is entitled Ronin. Mm-hmm. Um. And this episode essentially takes place wh- over the course of. You know, another day. I mean, this yep. the show just keeps getting closer and closer. I'm going to assume that the finale takes place on like Christmas Eve, um, the the big spectacle of, of Christmas Eve, and you know, the show's just been leading up till Christmas. Um, just like how literally in real, life, oh, I love it. Okay, yeah, I, and then yeah. Christmas is this week, so it's it's just perfect. It's been nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and this week's the finale. Isn't that crazy? These, yeah, I these, know. These six these six episode seasons are throwing me off. They are little, and I would like like we always say with these show, we're just worried about like that. There's too many loose ends to tie up, but I think the last image of this episode does a lot of that work for us. Yeah, I mean, we could answer a few questions with like, okay, so her mom is evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some way, she's working with or for Kingpin. Yep. Um, Kingpin is, is the villain that we've yep. been lo- thinking about and hinting at this whole time. Duquesne is tied to it, so it could be less of a romantic relationship and more of a power play kind of situation. Oh, cops yeah. on him. Huh? She called the cops on him, didn't she? I think that was calculated. But By yes. Her? Yeah. Yeah, by her or Kingpin or both of them together with Jack. Maybe he didn't uh, with Jack. Okay, because he acted pretty. Yeah, you're right. Because he probably would have known. Yes, was... I mean he all like that's something about him. He's never feel. It never feels like he's in a position of like uncertainty. He's all. He always knows where he he's like supposed to be at. Good point. Here's here's another one. Um, it doesn't. I don't know if I necessarily have this question answered yet. Um, is Jack the stepfather? Is he a villain or is he still a hero or was he framed? What's what's going on here with him? I still don't know what to think about him. With Jack, that's his name, right? The stepdad. Yeah, yeah Duquesne. I yeah, 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 yeah. I, I follow what you said, Matt. Yeah, he, he was. This is all calculated. It's all part of the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm just not 100 percent sure on it yet. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't, I think that that's like the easiest explanation and that's the one I could see going with to just kind of set the, Mm -hmm. you know, set another stage, a new power broker, a new, Mm. yeah, whoever that all these, uh, series seem to kind of have. Yeah. Yeah. The mysterious person, the mysterious figure and who knows Hell, Kingpin could be reporting to, to Jack, like, Jack could be, could be oh, yeah. this villain that is is bigger than Kingpin. I doubt it. I would hate um, that. I think I've heard a lot of rumors that Kingpin is helping uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus assemble the Dark Avengers or something like that. Like, that. like, I, I like I've that. heard that. Um, oh my god, we're gonna see him act. Yeah, we're gonna see him. I, I'm predicting opening scene of this episode is Kingpin. I agree. Um, and I'm going to make a bold statement here. And going back to you, what you said, Matt, about tying up loose ends, mm-hmm. I did see on Twitter that this episode is a full 59 minutes. Like, okay. like it's the longest episode of any MCU Disney Plus episode yet. So they definitely have packed a ton into this last episode, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, um, I like that a lot. Um one sorry i feel like i kind of stepped on what you were saying do we want to check back in on i'm not thinking of her name but hawkeye's wife still all on the up and up or that conversation was it was supportive which is good of like her understanding that you know he has to do what he has to do but was it too supportive with sort of all the other pieces that we've kind of i feel like we've touched on at least last week and maybe even the week before yeah i honestly hadn't thought about that until you just brought it up i don't know um i I think at same thing with jack i think it could go either way at this point um and either way isn't going to make or break the show for me i agree um here's i'm gonna make a bold prediction here and we'll get to this well i guess i can't say this yet but I think we're going to – well, I guess I can if I put it correctly. Um, I think we're going to see a familiar person next episode that isn't Kingpin but has yeah. fought Kingpin. I think okay. we're going to see him. Okay. I think, I think – uh, yep. I think I think we're going to see uh, – I think we're going to see him. Um, I, I don't think he's going to do much. I think he's just going to be a hint. Pres- present he's going to be a present yeah but i don't think we're going to see a full-blown and no if you're listening i'm not talking about spider-man um yep i I think we're going to see him possibly or at least hear him mention him or or something i don't know um well let's revisit this conversation during the spoiler um discussion of no way home because i think there's there's some meat on this bone that yeah. that would be worth talking about. Still needs about. to be chewed off. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, another bold prediction. I sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, go for it. I want to hear his predictions. And this and this is supported by zero evidence. Mm-hmm. This is just what I think they could do. I think there's a bold, bold chance that Clint dies. I think it's possible. Me too. Um, I don't think it's likely though i think this has not felt like the arc of someone who's about to be taken away from us you know sure that makes sense i think if he was with his family more and had shown that like this part of his life was more truly 
behind him. And I mean, I guess this is kind of like one last ride. So maybe I can picture like Kate showing up to Christmas and like handing Lori like his bow or something, or I can see that play out, but I I think it'd be pretty dark of Marvel slash Disney to like yeah. take these kids' dad away from them on Christmas Day. Like, that's true. That's really dark. I mean, then again, No Way Home was dark in its own ways. I mean, mm-hmm. we saw some, and we'll talk about this. Sure. Like, the violence was pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, especially on Tom's part. But uh, yeah. But I think that there's a remote chance that Clint could die. However, I don't know if they're going to ride that train because I have a feeling that Clint and Yelena are going to make up. Yeah, I think so. And then they would kill him off. And for what, or I, I don't know. Right. I, it could happen, but I, I think just same thing with his wife, same thing with Jack, either one could happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not ready to give Kate the reign of Hawkeye yet. Personally. Yeah. I think what I think is a safer bet is that she is that Clint is done getting into the mix himself after this series. I could see him almost acting as not the Nick Fury, but for like the new young Avengers that they're going to start assembling over the next few years, like Kate, Yelena, potentially miles morales like right these yeah. next wave of avengers i could see clint almost being like the nick fury or robert downey jr like mm-hmm. kind of in the background there for support if he's needed but or maybe just like a trainer like somebody who trains them and how to throw coins <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um but I, other than that um i, I don't know about clint matt i want to ask you because i know you just like me are a huge fan of florence Pugh. Yeah, I can't. We haven't even touched on the interaction between her and and Kate yet. What were your thoughts watching that scene? It was great. Just in control of like the whole scene. I really liked her uh, getting the cold open. I feel like that's a perspective on the snap that we haven't seen. Just like the experience of, you know, like she said, I was gone five seconds and five years of my life is gone. Yeah. I think it's really cool that because part of me wants to be annoyed like we get it the snap happened but like i think they're still trying to tell us like hey this ruined people's lives right we got it sort of like on the macro sense with a lot of the stuff that was happening in falcon and winter soldier just with like the people in like their new homes or whatever that didn't want to be like kicked out of them because you know it's a shit situation um and then yeah down to like this micro scale um, yeah, with it. and we even got that back in uh, WandaVision with, oh, what was her name? The Monica. S- yes, her whose mom got or who she got snapped away, and her mom died while yeah. snapped. Well, it's like another sort of like micro story, but yeah, I I agree. It's like we get it, and like we'll have to move on. But I think like that's the good thing about the MCU is that it all connects, and it doesn't take that kind those kind of things for granted. Um, sure. Because it would it would be such a huge impact on the world, and they're treating it like with the gravity that that it needs. Tanner, do you have any wild or bold thoughts about the finale? Where do you want to see it leave Clint slash Kate slash Kingpin? Like we know Kingpin's in the show now. Like to what extent is there going to be a fight between Clint, Kate, and Kingpin? Like how is this going to happen? I think Kingpin will have 
people doing the fighting for him. He can but throw down, though. He sure can throw down. He can throw yeah. Spider-Man down a building. Throw that weight around, yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. I think he's going to uh, bane Clint, actually. He's going to what? He's going to bane him. Like yeah, Bane does to Batman. He's going to bring <laughs> his back. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said he was going to bang him. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, not, not, but, that's not the show we're, <laughs> we're getting. Not yet, at least. That's on a different site. Yeah. Disney Hub. <laughs> <laughs> Moving past that comment. <laughs> well, I just, uh, I, I think, well, I think we're going to see uh, the wife fight for some reason. I think King Ben's going to fight somebody. Towards, oh, that's a good thought. Yeah, would it be the would it be the wife or would it be the oldest, the daughter? Because both. that was the that was in one of the scenes. I just think she was like showing met, her how to use the bow, right? I think so, but I just think he met her somewhere where she has already. I mean, all he does is work. So how the fuck did he have time to go to a bar and meet her? Like, nah, <laughs> he met her at work because she's an agent. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so, know, man. She she damn well could be a you know. That's why she's such a cold hearted bastard when she's like, "Go do what you gotta do." Yeah. Instead of like the "Come home, honey, it's Christmas." Oh, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Well, like, I feel like you're giving her no option. She could. She's cold hearted if she uh you know gives him this support, <laughs> but if she tells him to come home, you're telling she's a nag. So true. True. Give her a chance yeah. to win, Tanner. I'm sorry, that's not what you, I meant. She's Tanner hates win. to see a girl boss winning. Yes, we do. Marcus. This show's got freaking Yelena. Um, I could stay. Honestly, I could stay I like and talk about that episode for a lot longer. But yeah, we, um, can, we got big things. We do. We do. We do. Um, but yeah, I think we're all we're all excited for the finale here. Um, mm-hmm. A lot awesome. of potential. A lot of potential, and we're di- we'll dive into it here in a second with Spider Man. But um, like, there's some there's some potential tie in there, especially with the ending of Far From or the ending of no way home taking place around Christmas. I think there's some potential there for Hawkeye. Um, I don't know how, but you know, Marvel does it. There's it's <laughs> no coincidence that Hawkeye's finale comes out the week after Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I got one more theory. Oh no, okay, I can't go. say it. I can't say it until. Okay. We'll put it. Yeah. We'll couch it. So we're yeah, we'll spoilers. Ta- yeah. Table that. One last thing. Um, how does, instead of Florence Pugh, how does Florence Smith sound like when I huh? marry her? Oh, that didn't I, don't, I don't. I don't know if she's gonna. I, also, most actresses keep their last names, so I think you're out of luck there, friend. Well, she's taking mine. She's actually gonna hyphenate, so she'll be FPS. Oh, I love that, sure but I also loved, hate it. She lived it. Well, fam, it is time yep. to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Spider <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> is directed by John Watts, uh, starring Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jacob Babylon, Babylon, John Favreau, Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, Benedict Wong, Marissa Tomei, um, and that's it. Uh, but uh, this movie reads as with Spider-Man's identity now revealed to the universe, Peter asks Dr. Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, a, the dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. The movie clocks in right at about two hours and 28 minutes. 
It's rated PG-13, and it's exclusively in theaters. Um, this, first off, spoilers right off, or no, sorry, non-spoilers right off the top. Just general, we'll blow through this in like three minutes. Yeah. I'll just give you a minute, Tanner. Non-spoiler, what were your general thoughts of the movie? It was it was fantastic. Fast. Didn't feel like two and a half hours. Heartfelt. Cry. Happy. Uh, cry. Tears of joy. So many little emotions. That's it. It's incredible. I loved it. It was everything I wanted it to be. Okay. Matt? Yeah. I thought it was really strong. Um, I do think there were parts of it that showed it's it's two and a half hour runtime, but not enough to make it into a bad movie. I still give it a straight A. Um, I think some characters could have been used a little bit better, but you know, I'm not gonna not gonna kick it out of bed for that. Um, I agree. Yeah, an A movie. What about you, Logan? Bring us yeah. home with our non-spoiler generic talk. <laughs> Same thing. Um, I thought it was a very strong movie. Definitely one of the favorites of the year, if not maybe the favorite. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want it to be the number one on all of our lists, but it's got potential to be that. Sure. Um, just like, but <laughs> just sorry. Thanks, thanks for being upfront about it, Tanner. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for spoiling your 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 top list, but oh, it was no spoiler. Um, yeah, everybody knew that, right? Yeah, I, I loved it, man. Uh, there were some things I think didn't work very well, and I can't wait to talk about them with you, Matt, because I know me and Tanner have talked about it a lot, but yeah. I'm excited to hear what you, where your takes on what characters could have been used differently because I hope I have a feeling we might think similarly like there what? because the, upon I me and Tanner both saw it twice. Oh, okay. Um, so Booyah. the things that I did not like, I noticed less the second time around. However, I still felt them afterwards. Okay. Um. So if your feelings are the same as mine, then th- they're still there. Um. Sure. But I mean, hey. Now we can talk spoilers. So no, uh, this movie stars Tom wait, Holland, wait, Andrew wait. Garfield, Tobey Maguire. Uh, you didn't warn anybody to get the fuck out. I just did. I said spoiler time. <laughs> seconds later, they're like, what if they couldn't open their phone? They're screwed. They've they've seen it on the internet. So there are people that are able to that like prefer to and listen to podcasts, but also don't go on the avoided social media enough to uh, (laughs) not have that part spoiled. Well, I just ruined it for them. Right? Yeah, yeah. However, (laughs) I will defend myself and say we've talked about this rumor for a year and a half. It's been my whole time on this show. Exactly. Literally, my whole time on this show has been talking about what this movie is going to look like. So that's another part of it. Why it might only just be an A. 18 months of hype can never that's never a good sign. It's true. And everything we predicted happened. Yeah. For everything. the most part. Um I did think we were gonna see Venom a little more than what we did, mm-hmm. but we didn't. And that's actually one of my gripes, not the fact that we didn't see him. L- let's start here. Let's start here. Sure. Let's start with our gripes. Okay. Um, because I feel like our our praises are gonna go on. Mm-hmm. Um I'll, I'll, if, if we want to just rotate off sure. one by one, a, a gripe. Um, I think that Jamie Foxx tried a little too hard. Um, I also think that the character he played in this movie was not the character he played in The Amazing Spider-Man. I agree. Uh, in The Amazing Spider-Man, he was this like... Dork. 
dork. Nobody yeah. likes me. I'm a wimp. I, 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 I cowered back when people criticize me. However, he gets into this universe and he's like, he's I like Jamie here. I can yes. make it home here. I love this power. This place is cool. I like this place. I'm just like, you are not playing the same character that you played before, but I think they're trying to maybe retcon a lot of that stuff. I think so. Um, I think so, right. I, so I get that, but just the inconsistency annoyed me there. Uh, yeah. Tanner, a, f a flaw in your mind? Other than, I guess, like, I guess, like, the lizard, and <laughs> he just, what was the point? I think just, they, they could have saved some screen time by just, which I wanted to see more Goblin because he, well, this is not the praise part, but I'm going to do it. Goblin was, oh, anyways, but yeah. I just don't, I don't think there was really a reason to have those. Like, honestly, like Logan, Logan's probably going to say it. Um, Sandman too, but just didn't do much with them, you know? Yeah. But a, a little, yeah, they're just kind of to have him there. Like he was the lizard yeah we already cut to him captured like no no big fight scene no right yeah that i guess that yeah. was kind of pointless i didn't even think about it that way he's like... ass kicked once by garfield and that's it yeah <laughs> then he tries um, to chase the kids mm -hmm. my gripe is that i felt like the chemistry between the three spider-men was a little off or forced i didn't think it was bad but i didn't think it was helped because you could tell that they were filmed at three different times and or locations and then edited together. I feel that especially when they initially meet like those fight scenes in the end, I have a feeling they were together. Mm -hmm, However, yeah. like Toby and Andrew meeting for the first time, that was clearly filmed in two separate occasions. Yeah. They never showed them together in the same frame. It was, Cut back, cut back, cut back, cut or back. Or like someone's backs to the camera, yep. something. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that. that could have been the pandemic or just them being having other schedules. But I thought that that was it, it softened the blow of this incredible, you know, cross dimensional team up that we've been waiting for. Um, I, I, I'll go ahead and say it. My, my next complaint kind of goes with tanner's comment about lizard and sandman um i don't think thomas hayden church was in this movie <laughs> um i think he voice acted um because he sounded like thomas hayden church but he did sound quite older like his voice was deeper and a little more like like it felt like he had like something in his throat like uh, like his throat wasn't cleared gravelly if you will which is like sand <laughs> yes i love it um I, I and it could have been another covid thing like one less yeah. body on set like let's screw it let's just cgi him and just have him voiced because matt i don't know if you caught it but that scene where toby cures him yeah. and he turns back into a human they ripped that shot straight out of Spider-Man 3. I thought it looked too identical. They, It's not like the, they didn't even try to hide the fact. For people listening, if you can't picture, picture the scene where Toby, black suit Spider-Man, beats the shit out of him in the sewer, throws him down in the water, and he yeah. looks at his hand, and his hand starts dissolving. They took the same shot but reversed it. 
and okay. made it so that his instead of water decom or you know decomposing his body, yeah, the sand was going away and his hand was reappearing. Mm -hmm. Um, that was ripped straight from Spider Man Three. I even got home and turned that movie on. I was like, that's that's the exact same scene. People who like it will call it an homage, not a rip. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Lizard when he got cured. Yeah. Uh, same thing. They just took the same shot and put him in a different movie, mm -hmm. um, which is impressive that they still had the files. But I, you got to think. Maybe I don't work at a film studio, so I don't know this. But like, do they just keep the files on hand forever? I think you would have to, and I think that that's like a lot of the work with like those early Pixar and why there's all those like reused assets between movies. It that makes sense. It just that takes makes forever sense. to make, you know, the pizza planet truck. So they'll put it in every movie that they can just as, <laughs> call it a, an Easter egg when it's really just laziness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, and that's how it came off to me personally was just, I feel like Sandman and lizard were Sandman and lizard were like the cousins at the family reunion that you're not super excited to see, yeah, but you yeah. see them and you're like, Oh, they were there. They were cool. Um, their their parents live across the country. So you've seen, you see them like once a year if you're lucky. Yep. Uh, I did think that Sandman, it was cool that he wasn't necessarily evil, but because tor towards the beginning, he was like, hey, I just I'm your I friend. Just go home. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go home and see my daughter. I mean, we we settled our differences. I killed Uncle Ben. You forgave me. You know, that's that's how this works. Um, but but then again, his his motivations towards the end, like I'm villain now because uh, they were trying to cure me, and Willem Dafoe said this is a gift and not a curse. And yeah. I, I don't know that just the Sandman and Lizard thing were 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 just not trash, but just just kind of underutilized, kind of lazy. Yeah. But it could have been a COVID comment, Tanner. Sandman just wanted to get the box so he could send himself home. That's true. That's true. Yes. That um, interjection. He could have fought the villains with Spider Man, and helped him take them down and then use the box to get home. Good point. But I think no. he thought the easier idea would just go to slither just and get it. Do it himself. Yeah. Yeah. Extreme Thanos voice. Fine. I guess I'll do it myself. <laughs> Immediately. Um, the first thought that popped into my head. Yeah. I guess this isn't like an, I mean, I guess we're kind of just doing more of a general discussion and not our round table of griping. I guess I was a little unclear about how like solving the villains issues or you know curing them or whatever you want to call it prevents them from dying if they're kind of just put back in their universe like the moment before they die or whatever i'm so glad you brought that up matt because that's one of the questions i wrote down literally yeah. said if the villains are cured and sent back to their universe are they just put back right before they died so, like, is Alfred Molina going to drown, like, with a smile on his face now? <laughs> Instead of that, like, fate, like, we see yeah. exactly, we see him, his dead body. Spoiler yeah. alert for Spider-Man 2. But. Yeah, like, wouldn't they still die? Or is it going to put them back? Or is it going to be like a time stone thing yeah. where if you put them back in their universe with their fate changed, are they going to just not? Is, is it basically retconning Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's movies? Right. I mean, there's also the thing where we don't know exactly like what moment they came from, except for specifically like Jamie Foxx, like saying like, oh, this is like when I, you know, got here or whatever. Um, 
So, like, but yeah, he like died. And I guess, like, whenever you have like magic and interdimensional travel, it's you know, you have to give it some level of grace or whatever. And just because, um, you know, the people had these, these issues, um, and it was the responsible thing to do to help them and cure them. I mean, I think it still works with like a story standpoint, but I think, yeah, whenever you have this much magic, you're just going to have plot holes as a, as a bug and feature. There's only one clear plot hole that I caught here besides the villains being sent back to their universe. Um, Jamie Fox. So let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me pose this question to you and make sure I'm understanding this correctly. How did Electro get pulled into the MCU when the parameters of the spell are said that everybody that gets pulled in here knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man because Electro has no idea that Peter Parker is Spider-Man in the, in that movie. I mean, he I has usually... zero clue that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I don't think we're supposed to ask this many questions. <laughs> and Matt, I think Matt they're fair questions. It. Yeah, Matt said yeah, it yeah. with a movie like this. I think we're supposed to not ask these questions. We're supposed to shut up and take the fan service that we got that we've been theorizing for for two years, a year and a half. But like, come on. The, the, they literally explicitly said, and even in the end, when Andrew meets Max, he says, I had no idea you were such a kid under there. Like they acknowledged the plot hole in the ending of the movie. I didn't think about that. That's crazy. And, but that line was in service of Miles Morales. Uh, yeah. Fan service, true. So. True. And, and, and great fan service. That was. Yeah. Um, so. And I pose these other questions to you and these other questions are going to, uh, maybe these are all. Maybe these are all plot holes. <laughs> I are just, 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 re- just going to make Tanner mad. We don't have to do it. You are. No, I, I, I want to know your thoughts, Tanner. How I'm going to pose them fast, it? though. And it this is isn't odd. a plot hole. I'm just curious on this one. So the spell again says that once he, you know, does the the spell, everybody in the world is going to forget that Peter Parker is Spider Man. Does that mean the Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel Ooh. and Thor? aren't going to forget he's spider-man because if it was only casted on earth right then if they're off world aren't they going to come back and be like yeah that kid's tom holland or that kid's peter parker <laughs> if it right? had the range to go across the multiverse i would assume it has the range to get through the entire whatever universe number that they're in so i'm wondering then if it went across the multiverse, does that mean people in Andrew and Toby's universes respectively mm. also forgot that he's Peter Parker? I don't think so. Or do you think it was specific like you, Peter Parker, yeah. this are the Earth, only yeah. this Earth 616 or whatever it is, yeah. is going to forget that you're Peter Parker? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, I also had a question on that, that ending there. Okay. So, and Tanner, in the spirit of it, I will say I am willing to accept any answer because it's a magic spell and an awesome movie. So he has that when he moves into his, uh, you know, the Spider-Man classic shit apartment um, and he has like his GED study book. That kind of implies like 
all paperwork associated with them yeah. also yeah, got like out of that too burned up and shredded so like yeah. come on that dr strange good. lend him a bone like at least let him keep like his high school like graduation <laughs> oh, that's, that's good that's good oh i did catch that the first time i watched and i was yeah. like ged he yeah. graduated from high school already he's going to college but I think he just made it so that, like, you know, it's like Peter Parker never existed. Which is crazy because, and this isn't, you can take this as a plot hole, but this is just a question. With Peter meeting Happy at Aunt May's grave and him looking at Peter and saying, how'd you know her? How the hell does he not know who he is? Because I thought the spell said that people forgot Peter Parker is Spider-Man, not necessarily that no. the world forgot who Peter Parker is, period. Correct. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. I think yeah. that's what he had to do because he, like, you know, oh. that's it was like he had to go. It had to be more extreme, like of a spell to stop everyone from invading. MJ would have known him because he's from their school. True. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that makes sense. Um, another question. It's sad this, though. This... It's really sad. Yeah. Oh. Big sad. <laughs> like somebody put this perfectly on Twitter. Uh, this Spider-Man trilogy served as Tom Holland's origin story. Yeah. I thought that was so clever. It's true. Cause they want to, they, they, they want to make six more. They yeah. want to make him in college and then him in his adult. That's what they want to do. And I think they took the long way to get there, but I think it was really smart. And I think that this was a great, it's all, it's fixed the too many villains, third movie, whatever you want to call it problem that they've had with Spider-Man by kind of tackling it head on and not, um, you know, that this was a moment of him growing up and not just sort of another bump in the road. Like they always seem to try to treat it. Yeah. He's I agree. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, another question: When, when Doctor Strange straight knocked Peter out of Spider-Man's body, <laughs> how did he have the power to pull himself back in, and how did he have the power to still control his body? It's unexplained. It's okay. magic, force so of will. I didn't miss shit. Yeah. No, I, I didn't miss so. anything there. He's gonna. If it was, be, if it was Ned, though, he would have been able to do it. That's perfect transition. Because how the hell? Does Ned have Doctor Strange powers? Is it because he was wearing the ring? I think the ring and just like the you know force. Of, know I think. Good, was, sorry, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Tanner, you go. No, you're good. Uh, but uh, you got to know how to. It took Doctor Strange forever to fucking to to figure it out, you know. And so Ned and just the, actually did it. Yeah, and he did sprinkle it in a few times in the movie, saying like, "My Nana says that magic runs in our family." And I thought, like, the second time around, I was like, okay, so they sprinkle that in early on. So it's not a complete surprise that Ned can just open portals to other dimensions. Right. And he's like, every once in a while, I feel tingling sensations. Like, are they setting Ned up to be something bigger than... I still think, personally, I think Ned's going to become Hobgoblin in future movies. Is that real? Is that the character name of Hobgoblin? Yeah. I don't I, think they're going that route. I think they're going sorcerer route. I will magic hobgoblin. I like that. Ooh, a magical hot. Yeah. I think they could. I don't know if they will. He's going to MIT. He's going to be an engineer. What if he designs hobgoblin glider? 
Yeah. We have a glider too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel Hobgoblin like Goblin is basically that. Green Goblin uh, with a new skin. Yeah. Um. Uh. Why is uh? This is my one of my biggest complaints, and it's not even the movie's fault. It's just kind of Sony slashes Marvel's fault. Why the hell at the end of Venom Two? Do they have Tom Hardy get brought into the MCU in Mexico for them to just take him back out? I get I get why to get the symbiote into MCU, but why the hell didn't they keep him in there, man? Does that mean someone else is going to be Venom? Yes. God, I fucking hate that, man. That's trash. I hate that. That 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 that, that, fucking jackass. That Sorry. that makes me hate the movie a little bit. <laughs> Fuck you, Sony. Give up your damn rights. It's Marvel. however, I, I I have plenty of. We don't need to go into the headlines because they're nothing crazy, in hindsight. But like one of them is the fact that like there's heavy rumors that Venom and Morbius both take place in Andrew Garfield's Spider Verse. Uh, oh. I've seen heavy reports today that Sony is getting a lot of feedback about Andrew Garfield and awesome. that Andrew Garfield signed on to do more Spider-Man movies. I believe it. I hope. He, I had this thought when we, I was watching Spider-Man 2, but I don't think it came up when we were doing the run-through for it. Um, Andrew Garfield kind of seemed like he was uh, Ben Schwartz doing an Andrew Garfield impression. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Like too goofy. I don't know. Just the look. Look, they look very similar. But I think that Andrew Garfield. This is just personally. Um, and Toby's a lot older. He looks so like maybe he just Andy. doesn't give a shit anymore. But I think Andrew Garfield understood the assignment in this movie. I think yeah. he looked like he had a ton of fun. He made jokes towards his own franchise about how his villains were lame. He made. I think Andrew Garfield got the call to do this and was so fucking excited. Yeah. Guaranteed. He loved Spider-Man as a kid. And he had always, yeah, his movies were worse than the other, any of the Spider-Man movies, but I don't think necessarily he was bad. I think the movie surrounding him was rough. Um, yeah. So if, if they do, if they continue Andrew's story and have him collide with Tom Hardy's Venom and Morbius and whatnot, then I'll be okay. But I think it's a complete bad, I think straight up a bad move on Sony's part to do a new Venom in the MCU with some, or Marvel slash Sony, whatever. I think it's a bad move. I think it's mm-hmm. going to, I think it's tough. I think that sucks. Um, Something that this isn't, this is only related because of villains, but when they were all at, the the happy condo which i thought that was just a funny concept oh yeah um so it was spider-man and the five villains and j jonah jameson was coming there i thought we were gonna get the dropping of like sinister six there with him thinking that spider-man is there is is in the mix with the sinister six oh that's a good thought i thought it was but then it didn't happen we just um aunt may just died so that was an incredible scene with Gobby goblin though Gobby that was so intense like Peter's like what the hell is I was like what the fuck is that that gonna happen I yeah I (laughs) oh god yeah Willem Dafoe 
crush it. And I liked how I like the look that he ended up with when he went was full goblin, just with the like very tattered clothing, um, sort of a mix of like his suit, his son's suit, and then just like a good look, which neither Martin, of them the have. comic book look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Willem Dafoe should be inserted into the conversation of like, hey, Heath Ledger played the Joker perfectly. I think Willem Dafoe should be thrown in this conversation of like actors that portrayed their villains masterfully. Yeah. This dude came back 20 years later and knocked it out of the park again. He like also dropped the meme man. line that can't be oh, that can't be understated. He's a something of a scientist himself. People don't aren't talking about it. People are talking about it enough. And as soon as the, I don't know about you, Matt, but my, my theater erupted with laughter when that yeah. happened. Yeah. Because everybody knows it's Every- such such a meme. <laughs> and you know damn well Willem Dafoe knows that it's a meme. And he probably he was like, Well, you know, I'm God, it's such a good line. He just put um, all the mustard on that line. It was great. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think that that's the real highlight here is Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe really killed it. They acted like off each other, also potentially in completely different rooms, TBD, um, during at least some of their scenes together. Um, impressively, I, I like them sort of being like capital A actors going like off each other. I think it's got like kind of an interesting, it was an interesting moment in like superhero movies when those were the kind of actors you got to play villains. Yeah, I feel like we've done all of our talk here on villain talk. Um, I think Tom acted probably the best he's acted in his career so far. I think so. I mean, superhero movies don't get the Oscar recognition very much, but I think Tom Holland could at least get a nod. I mean, I don't think he's going to win, but like he did, he showed great range in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think I'd ever see Tom Holland like borderline want to kill somebody or like come to tears like as he did like yeah in the same movie and have it be consistent yeah that was wild i think yeah i mean we haven't discussed it much because which is so ironic because we've spent a year and a half theorizing about toby and andrew and they're in this movie and i think for the perfect amount of time um i think a lot of us just pictured like hey they're gonna swing in in the end and save the day they kind of had their own arc. I mean, I think they had like an arc together, maybe not like each of them individually, but like they both, I liked the, well, we don't know how to team up angle. It's like, well, I do just, you know, trust your sense and trust your teammates. I thought that was really clever. I think that was one of the best lines to like the Avengers. That's great. What is that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Very good delivery on, on Toby there. And then when they're establishing who's Peter one, Peter two and then Peter three, like, <laughs> like Andrew Garfield just leaning into the fact that people don't like his Spider-Man movies. I love you guys. And awesome. them looking at him again, like, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you're weird, but okay, you're um, our weirdo, yeah. I I think maybe borderline the best scene. I don't know if the best scene, but the scene that moved the me the most game. is when uh, he catches MJ. And she asks him if he's okay, and he just cries. I was like, oh. Brains out. I think people often forget that Andrew Garfield is is still one of the another one of the best actors that's around right now. He's phenomenal. Like he's in everything. Yeah. So 
I, I'm just I'm I'm happy for him that he had this opportunity to to get back to Spider Man. If we see him again in the future, I'm I'm so game. Sure. Um, I I feel like there there could be so much more chatter about it. But what do you think? Post credit scene, very end credit scene, uh, d- trailer for Doctor Strange. It was good. I liked. Um, there was talk. I or my we might have just done rumors on it that Wanda was going to be the villain of Doctor Strange, but it looks like Doctor Strange is the villain of Doctor Strange from one of those uh, last shots. Yeah, um, the what so, if guy. Yeah, exactly. And it looked like there was a Captain Carter in it as well. Really, I didn't catch her. Or I mean, maybe it wasn't, but it was someone wearing. Oh, it might have been Captain Marvel. I don't know. It was some a woman walking away from the camera with a star. Like on the back oh wow, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do a Google later, but um, yeah, I, th- I think I think it's strong. I mean, it, it's gonna be a weird movie. Oh yeah, and that was the other headline was that Doctor Strange two just went underwent major reshoots. Apparently, according yeah. to Kevin Feige, to add more multiverse character emol- elements. We'll see so I saw a story on Twitter last night that said like sources confirmed that Deadpool is going to be in the movie. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine's going to be in the movie. Toby and Andrew are going to be in the movie. Uh, Damn it. And these are all cameos though. Like these guys aren't having pivotal roles. Like these are right. straight like Dr. Strange opening a portal and seeing like Wolverine. Um, <laughs> Chilling and then, out. Yeah. <laughs> like, the original Fantastic Forecast, like there's crazy, like Chris Evans is the human. I was gonna torch. say, are we like, gonna get a uh, Chris Evans uh, plot in con- plot holes? Yeah, for real. Um, so I, I think the movie is gonna be crazy. I don't know if it's gonna get the same hype uh, because I don't know if they can market just like with the Toby and Andrew stuff. I don't know if they're gonna use Wolverine in their marketing. I think those for are gonna be Doctor like Doctor Strange. Yeah, right. I think that's just gonna be more fan service fan service stuff where the crowd cheers did you have a pretty good audience matt oh it was really good oh. yeah other than the person behind me who sounded like they were actively spreading covid the whole movie <laughs> but just hacking up a lung uh we had a great crowd <laughs> yeah we had a great crowd me and logan did but my second crowd i went at two o'clock in the afternoon and i took my roommates i'm like guys i'm pissed this is not how you're supposed to experience this they're just like when Toby and Andrew came in, I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding?" Come on. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, dude. I when cried my eyes, I I cried every time Toby. Like the both times I saw Toby and Andrew come in, I didn't cry, but I like I was just like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's just one of those where you're like, "This is happening." Dude, Logan and I, I looked at you when he caught uh, MJ, and I was tearing up, and you were just like, "You went, oh." <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Again, it's just one of those things we thought this was happening the entire time. Like we knew that these guys were in the movie, but seeing it happen, yeah, just just it it's it's a whole nother thing. Same thing with Endgame. Like we knew that the whole squad was gonna take down Thanos, but mm-hmm. seeing it happen was was just the best. Well, seeing it happen and seeing it happen in the right way. Oh, right. Like yeah. they were brought in at you know, Tom Holland had had a lot to do he it was a really tough time for him and they needed the help so brought in it brought it in when they could get it i'm here with it um so then quickly i know we brushed over it but uh, we could talk about it for m- way longer but we're not going to 
quickly though mm-hmm. we can insert it into our mcu ranking um i don't know if it's going to be much of a debate on yeah. where it goes for for me at least can before we do that can we tie it in with hawkeye because we did see mm. oh i forgot matt, about that yep we did see charlie cox as matt murdoch a blind lawyer with great reflexes yeah that's another one of the better lines in the movie too like yep like i'm a really good lawyer like good stuff that's great it was wonderful i love seeing him um and that's where i think like i think we might see hawkeye Mm -hmm. and and daredevil in the same setting maybe not the same scene together but i I don't doubt that they that he might pop up i'm not gonna get my hopes up for it right but i think there's a chance well and i think there's they also with the ending of the movie and tom holland basically becoming more of a friendly neighborhood spider-man losing all the stark tech losing all that and just kind of going back to the police scanner um he's kind of set up to sort of tackle these more ground level issues like kingpin and other sort of villains like that so i think that they're kind of moving towards kind of redoing the the defenders netflix verse that they had just with a few different pieces my theory was uh i think uh i think it'd just be so cool at the end of hawkeye hawkeye like somebody looks up see spider-man swing by and then mm-hmm. hawkeye's like who the hell is that? Yeah. You know? Well, I, I don't, th- again, like, I don't think they forget who Spider-Man is. I just think they'd forget oh, right. who Peter Parker is. Peter so, Parker like, no yeah. longer exists in that world, but they yeah. were oh. still the um, Daily Bugle talking about how he's a menace, but they don't know who he is. Like, a really cool concept to me is thinking about the fact that the Avengers know that Spider-Man was present, like, during all of those events in Endgame. They know. just don't know who he is. Yeah. That's and, how it is in a lot of the comic books, though. Right, because in uh, Civil War, that was a big deal when he joined Iron Man's side and revealed himself as Peter Parker as sort of like the first public, like, you know, um, I don't know, just joining of the state side of this is the right thing to do. So I'm going to reveal my secret identity as a show of good faith towards this thing that I believe in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about comics, but I know that. Yeah, easy. Um, yeah, I mean, Hawkeye, I, with it being Christmas, I can easily see, like, you know, that ending shot of Spider-Man, he swings past the Christmas tree. Oh, it was wonderful. It, beautiful. Uh, perfect perfect way for it to tie in the fact that the movie released in December, a mm-hmm. week before Christmas. Um, I think the movie was awesome, man. I gave it an A+. Those little gripes I had with it weren't mm-hmm. enough for it to take away from the score. However, I, I am pissed about the Venom thing. Like, But again, like that might be Sony's decision. For all we know, Kevin Feige argued that in a room for hours yeah. uh, with Amy Pascal, but she was like, no, Venom is ours. And if you want him, you can have the symbiote. But And who knows? Maybe they give the symbiote to Tom and he becomes Black Spider-Man or Black Suit Spider-Man, rather. And Thank maybe you. Tom Hardy. Good, good save. <laughs> uh, very important distinction because Miles Morales does exist. Yeah. Um, but maybe they just who knows maybe tom hardy venom comes into the universe again somehow mm-hmm. and yeah. him and tom holland fight but if not then i'm just curious what they do with it man yeah kevin feige is gonna have to come on this podcast and let us know like yeah. how that all went down Thank you, yeah. right. I'll, I'll call yeah. him yeah please do please do what we up, need his agenda 
Yeah. Yeah. Put it on a schedule for press release or uh, press, uh, you know, press tour for for Spider Man. I'll Mm -hmm. talk to Ames also. So, yeah, she's the one that needs the talking to, man. She's the one who gave us those. She's the one that gave us the amazing Spider Man 2 and Spider Man 3. So, uh, so we need to have a talking to with her. But, man, I, I, that was very quick. I feel like, again, we could talk about it for hours, but we're mm-hmm. not going to. We're not going to do that to you or to us. Just an hour and a half. Just an hour and a half. But I'm going to play some ping pong. <laughs> okay. We got a ping pong table. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Let's just that uh, was... knock out our tears first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, no, you're good. My um, Spider-Man No Way Home gets uh, the – the, the top tier it's in the infinity stones it's Dang. it's an awesome movie even without i asked my friends this and i asked tanner this when i got out of the movie i think the movie is awesome even without toby and andrew i think you can take them out and it's still a great tom story yeah um i think it's i personally enjoy it a little more than homecoming but i think my ranking of the trilogy is no way home homecoming and far from home not like Far From Home's bad. I just enjoy Homecoming a lot. Yeah. Uh, that grounded story, especially with Michael Keaton's vulture twist, like that, that's just a whole, just an awesome thing. So it, personally, it's an Infinity Stone. I love the movie. Um, w- with the exception of like a few questions I have just about the spells and shit. Like for all we know, we're all wrong. Like we, we don't know. Like Right, yeah. We're not in the boardroom that's making this decision. So who knows? We'll see. Matt, where where does it sit for you? So even though I did have those a lot of those same gripes, and I'm only giving it you know only an A, not the A plus, um, it's still an Infinity Stones here movie, and I think even on the scale of Spider Man movies, it's it's fighting with two with uh, Spider Man two for the best one, um, just a, of those. No, I um, I don't disagree at all. So I mean, it's you know groundbreaking it did it was the first um multiverse thing and it works really well um so yeah i uh i'll give tanner uh exactly three seconds to uh explain where he's putting it the infinity saga <laughs> <laughs> or the infinity thing it's amazing done yeah you actually wanted three seconds no i'm just kidding i just didn't know you didn't need much time no, I don't. It goes top. It's probably the best one. Best my my favorite Marvel movie ever. Probably. I've heard a lot of people say that. I don't like anything else other. Than, that was amazing. It was perfect. Sure. With my hat. I've heard a lot of people say that it's the best MCU movie. I think that's a little strong. There's a lot of really good MCU movies. Yeah, sure that one to me. People were compared. I think I saw. The my, my source in the streets, no, just some random person I saw on social media said like, man, people watched uh, Infinity War and thought, or um, yeah, no, Infinity War, yeah, and thought, oh, there's no way they could like do that or Endgame. I mean, it's like, oh, there's no way they could do it again, and they topped themselves. I was like, well, let's let's cool it, guys. I don't know if that like topped the uh, the Endgame twenty minute monologue of every or monologue montage of every character they've ever had coming in to kick some ass but it was very cool yeah i i i'm with you i i don't know if it's better than endgame but like it's as close as endgame as we're gonna get for a long time but yeah agreed i mean we built to endgame over 10 years and i guess you can argue that we built to this spider-man finale over for 20 years over 20 years 
but um, I'm with you, Matt. I, I don't I don't know if it's as good, but I mean, it's it's still like it's a killer movie, man. I this is one of those movies that you got to see in theaters. It pirating it as much as you know some people don't like the movies. You know, it's some people are still uncertain about going to the theaters with COVID. Mm-hmm. If you can, this is one you see in the theaters. Yeah, it, it just is. If you're worried about COVID, just do a watch party with all your Spider-Man loving friends. You need some kind of community engagement for this movie. You're not wrong. Seeing this with an audience definitely helps. Um, watching it on your own is cool. And Endgame is the same way. Watching it on your own, it's awesome. But seeing it with an audience that's a f- passionate fan base, like there's nothing that'll beat it. No, that that can be said for anything, but especially especially those couple, these couple things. Absolutely. So, guys, that was our review and breakdown of Spider-Man No Way Home, as well as Nightmare Alley and the new Seggy, real or fake Marvel characters. I'm really excited. We could we can hammer that off maybe maybe once a month or every once couple a, months when we got sure. a maybe little slower week. Maybe once a month is a is a good standard to start, and we'll just see where it goes from there. Sure. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll find ways to break it down and and do it different each time, and we'll have a lot of fun with it. So. Yeah, guys, that's that's it. In in terms of closing this year out, um, real quickly, I think again, next fr- next Thursday, uh, the week after Christmas, run through for Christmas vacation. This Thursday, run through for the Matrix, which Matt and I are going to record right after this. Um, in terms of content, Christmas Day in Kanto comes out on Disney Plus. Uh, Netflix gets Don't Look Up, that new uh, yep. Adam McKay film that looks really good. Matrix Four comes out the twenty second. It does. Um, so we we got plenty of stuff to finish the year out, and then first of the year we're gonna put our heads together and figure out when we're gonna record our favorite, our top favorites of the year. They'll be big boys. They they are gonna be big boys. I can't wait to reflect on the year. Um, so yeah, that that's it, fam. That's yeah. that's episode two sixty. We'll see you Thursday for the Matrix. Bye. See you guys. Tanner, you never say goodbye. Matt at least hits him with a see you guys. We're gonna do that. I was gonna say he does say goodbye, you just mute him. True. Yeah, that's right. I do say goodbye. <laughs> Quit doing it. Okay. It's not safe. His name is Zay though. Alright, I'm into this. There are more ways to celebrate than ever before at the Jeep Celebration Event. Hurry in for great deals today on the only brand that lets you go anywhere and do anything. And now, returning FCA lessees get $2,000 combined bonus cash, plus $500 Jeep Celebration bonus cash on the purchase of a 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L Limited. Lessee is solely responsible for early lease termination payments, fees, costs, and penalties. Current lease must end by 4-3-2023. Residency restrictions apply. Must take retail delivery from dealer stock by 3-31-2022. Jeep is a registered trademark.